Hello, Stylish Leaders. Matthew Simmons here. I want to bring to you another Sunday sermon. We're going to talk about staying put. Now, what does that mean? We're about to find out. This is something that King David did not do tragically. And I want to read one verse and then kind of expound upon the rest of the chapter, really, and then talk about why you need to stay put. This is what I'm going to do. This is, we're talking about David and Bathsheba. That's the story we're talking about. 2 Samuel 11, verse 1, it says, In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. And that was his problem right there. <clears throat> so then what happens? Now, I encourage you to go read the rest of the chapter, the next two chapters, so you can really see what happens. What, ha- what happens is, David stays in Jerusalem. He'd rather be comfortable than be in what he's supposed to be doing because as the king of Israel, he was supposed to be at war. Back in those times, the leader of the country, or the king, uh, they didn't have presidents and prime ministers at that time. They just had kings and queens. Uh, the king was also the, the, the commander-in-chief which the President of the United States today is the Commander-in-Chief, but he doesn't actually go fight wars. Uh, but back then they did. So King David's king, that means he has the responsibility and the duty to go fight with his men and be on the front lines with them. That's just how it was. That was ancient warfare. Well, David forfeits his place on the battlefield for comfort. And when he was out of alignment with what his pur- purpose was, that's when temptation found him and he imme- he. he He went on the roof, he looked with lust upon Bathsheba, he went, he brought her to the palace, he slept with her, he got her pregnant, he he, uh, calls the husband in and says, go sleep with your wife, he won't do it, he goes back out to the field and David has him murdered, it's Uriah, he has him murdered, he was trying to cover up his affair with Bathsheba by just saying, oh, the baby is Uriah, so it's like, I want you to go sleep with your wife, pretty much go sleep with her. To, to where it looks like you're the one that it's that you know made her conceive instead of me. Well, that didn't work out, so it backfires. We so just murders Uriah, so he doesn't find out. It's a big fiasco. None of it would have happened if David stayed in position. That's the point I'm making. The point I'm making is David should have stayed in position. Bathsheba would have never happened if he would have stayed in position. Now, God redeems everything. You'll see that here in a second. Because if it wasn't for Bathsheba... Well, I don't want to say, I mean, you know, we can, you know, revisionist history, who knows, but through Bathsheba came King Solomon. Okay, but but before King Solomon hap, uh, came to being, they had another child, and that child had to die because of his disobedience. See, in the Old Testament, see, disobedience always brings death because it's sin. And in the Old Testament, it always brought, well, sin and disobedience always brings death. It always brings it always requires the shedding of blood. Now, the thing in the Old Testament and the thing in the New Testament era that's different is this. In the Old Testament, it was required, life was required there. Okay, it was either, it was usually an animal sacrifice. Blood had to be shed for, you know, your transgressions and your disobedience and your sins. So David, his consequence was the son, it was the son, uh, the child. Let's just say it's a child, you know. I remember certainly it's a son, but go look it up. Uh, the child had to be killed. And David pleaded for him, wouldn't, wouldn't be saved. That was the blood that had to be shed. Now, fast forward to Jesus in John 3.16, 
God's love the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believed in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You get it. You remember that. I mean, that's, everyone knows that. So now, our transgressions, there's no blood that has to be shed for us because Jesus already did it. He paid it in full before we even got on the planet. So that's where the blood was shed there. And that's a different topic, but that's why that is so significant. Now, this is where I'm getting at this. You want to know where the, where's the point in this for us, particularly when we're going into a, a place of, of leadership or our calling. David was called to be the leader. He was called out. He was anointed by Samuel to be the king of Israel. He was anointed. Then it took him a long time to get there. We've already discussed that. Um, but he had to uh, get there. And then when he was there, he had certain things he had to do. He had a calling. He had responsibilities. One of those responsibilities was go to war with your men and be on the front lines with them and fight with them and lead from the front. That's how it was. But David forfeit that for comfort. And a lot of times people forfeit their destiny for comfort. And they don't stay the course. They don't stay. They, they get blindsided by, well, this is the most comfortable thing to do, so I'm going to do that instead. What they don't understand is when you put yourself in a position where you back away from what you're supposed to do, you back right into something you're not supposed to do. And with that's going to come trials and tribulations that you're not meant to have, and you're going to have to fight battles you're not meant to fight. And so that's what happened with David. He was all of a sudden, he since he forfeit the actual fight that was going on, he put himself in a spiritual fight he never should have been in. He never should have seen Bathsheba. Temptation and opportunity should never cross. And that's something that I have to tell myself daily, and I know everybody has to. I mean, no one's perfect, uh, but you have to do your best to make sure that opportunity and temptation never cross paths. David let both happen, and the result was that he ended up having an affair with Bathsheba, and that cost him the child that was born to that to him. But it also showed him and us, that, number one, we're flawed, but two, when you get out of what God's calling you to do, trouble ensues. Disobedience will always come with consequences. Now, God will always redeem it because then what happened later is David and Bathsheba had a son and his name was Solomon. And Solomon became the wisest man of all time and the richest man of all time. And Solomon's the one that built the temple that David couldn't build. So God will redeem anything. But the thing is, is you don't have to, it's easier for him not to redeem it and just bless you than to try, than to redeem something. But in the process of redeeming it, he teaches you a lesson that you won't forget. And it's a valuable lesson and it's a costly lesson. Okay, because just because he loves doesn't mean he doesn't discipline. There's a big difference. He has to discipline you first before he can bless you because you've been disobedient. I got to teach you something. But afterwards, I'm going to bless you again, but you're going to have to go through this you know, some form of a chastisement because he, he, he chastens those. He, you know, a, a parent or a father or a mother will chasten the child that they love. So he's going to do the same thing. Um, and you just have to just say, all right, God, I shouldn't have done that. And everyone does that. But again, every, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Every, and every action has a consequence, good or bad. You can, you can do anything, but just understand there's going to be a consequence to it, good or bad. Something's going something's gonna to trigger as a response. So when you're in position, and you've got to remember this, when you're in position with God, you're going to be staying in His thoughts and His patterns and His habits, what He wants you to be doing. The things He wants you to do, it's going to be just, you know, those habits that you need, He's just going to, He's just going to, it's just going to flow easily. It's going to seem like you're not working. It's going to seem like you're not doing anything at all. 
when you're in position and you're actually doing what he's calling you to do. Now, if you're not doing anything, okay, nothing, you're not doing anything. But if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, stay in position because as soon as you get out of position, you're going to get out of the will of God and you're going to get yourself in trouble and you're going to end up being in a position that you shouldn't be in. And so many people today that are in a position today where they shouldn't be because they're on the rooftop instead of on the front line. They're trying to be, they're trying to be, do the comfortable thing. Just let me get by. Let me look like I know what I'm doing. But let me live a comfortable life. Let me not make myself uncomfortable. Because when, as soon as I start making myself uncomfortable, that's when problems ensue. And please don't let me get my hands dirty. I don't want to bother myself with anything that's out in the field or you know out out there doing doing stuff. Just let me be in my comfortable little bubble, my comfortable little cubicle, not affecting anybody, just collecting my paycheck, not doing anything, not rocking the boat, just being, just being Mr. Mr. Nice Guy or, you know, Miss, Miss Perfect Person, you know, Miss Popular, you know, Sister Saved and Brother Blessed, just not affecting anybody, you know, not rocking any boats. Let me just be just good enough to get by and not take a stand for anything, knowing that God has something bigger on your life that He wants you to do. When you start doing those things, uh, you're going to have problems. And you're going to put yourself out of the position of what God wants you to do. And you're going to put yourself in a bad spot where you're just, you're just looking at yourself and you're like, I don't know what just hit me, but that wasn't supposed to happen. And I'm not saying every bad thing that happens to you is because you're out of position. But how many things do happen to you if you are out of position that shouldn't have happened in the first place? Don't put yourself in the middle of a fight you weren't ever meant to fight because God's going to give you the weapons the spiritual weapons and the tools to fight the weapon to, to fight the battles you're supposed to be fighting but if you're over here off in left field in someone else's battlefield you don't have the grace or the expertise or the weaponry to fight it fight what you are called to run your race God has to fight for you to fight spiritually I mean I mean spiritually I'm not talking physical um some of you might go into the military and it's a physical fight who knows but I'm talking about God has a purpose for you and there's a certain spiritual warfare and a certain spiritual fight you're meant to have. And if you don't fight it and you fight someone else's battle, then now all of a sudden God's not moving in your life because you're too busy worrying about what's going on in someone else's life. Take care of your field before you worry about somebody else's. Thanks for listening. Own your own style, my friend. You're fearfully one to be made. Catch me on all platforms, stylish leadership. Share this with people. They need to hear this. Catch you in the next episode.